Welcome to Raising Equity. Hopefully you've been following our podcasting amidst the pandemic series. If you haven't, catch up. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts. We're also on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So join us on Raising Equity. Tonight, we're talking about parenting amidst the pandemic. And what made me start this conversation was that I thought about, and maybe we rationalize this because we're in it and this is what is. Anyway, let me finish this thought. Our kids might be the perfect age to be quarantined, maybe, because they're not quite at the age where they hate their parents and can't wait to get away from them. Like, you know, there was that time where like, there was a time where I couldn't even explain, Mm -hmm. but my parents irked so bad. Like I just was ready to go away from, go to school or be a drama club rehearsal or anywhere. And they're not so young that it's super hard on us because they're pretty independent. Right. They do their own thing. Yeah. And then what was your thought? Oh, I was just thinking the 13 year old, he's, He's a good kid. He tolerates us. But he's not a traditional 13-year-old. Right. So, like, he has friends, but he wasn't quite yet at that age. Like, he once went to a party and called me to pick him up, like, an hour after the party started. He's been to a couple parties, okay? Oh, yes. But it's just not his scene. (laughs) A couple. Right. So the kind of more antisocial. I know. I actually, I don't think he's antisocial at all. I think he's very social. But those traditional go out as a teenager things. Mm. He went to the mall with friends. He did. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. But then he got annoyed with them (laughs) because they were late. (laughs) Is that that's a pattern, isn't it? Yes. Oh shit. (laughs) He's your child. That's a pattern. No, he definitely he he'll get done with people. Then he's like, "Mom, come pick me up." And then he doesn't, he doesn't say anything. He won't text or call dad because he knows dad's be like, dude, this event has been planned. You said you're going to do it. You no, need to hang I out feel, here. I feel <laughs> like see it through. he's figuring out how to be in the world. If it's not a scene, it's yeah. not a scene. I want him to always know he can call me and I will pick him up no matter the time or day, the day or night, or we know what I mean. Really? Mm-hmm. He's figuring out how to be in the world. He's trying yeah. those things out. And I'm okay that he isn't begging to go to the mall with his friends every weekend. No, the dude is definitely social. He's social in a different way. And he's, he likes the stuff online and he's, he, he's, he's very content with being, you know, cause he said early on and he's said it multiple times, like, you know, dad, I'm, I'm kind of okay. You know, it's like, as long as I get to talk to my friends and he doesn't, I don't think he needs to have that physical FaceTime as much, or he's understanding enough that he's coping with that. So he yeah. seems happy. I don't, I don't think that there's some subliminal suppressed kind of thing going on that where no. he's really sad about it in particular yet. You know, he's mastered the Rubik's cube again. He's timing himself. He has two new Rubik's he's cubes coming. Say multiple types of Rubik's cubes. Well, the, he, he ordered two more. He, yeah. Yeah. But the younger one, he's much more social and I think he's missing his friends. And he has cried about it. He is said that he's sad. I was, I just want to hang with my friends. Like why, you know, I, we just want to hang out. I just want to see them. So I've kind of backed off of his phone time because I know that they right. FaceTime each other. Sometimes they just stay on the phone and like live their lives in parallel, which is just weird to me, but whatever. That's what's so tough. They, you know, that's how they communicate and that's how they interact and relate to other people in their classrooms and kids their age. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, maybe I'm maybe I'm making it ideal because it is, and so I'm I'm. It's kind of that like revisionist history sort of thing. Like because this is where we are, this is a great thing. Um, but it feels like they won't be too damaged. I don't know. Oh, for now, and then sometimes 
I get in these places just like when you were talking about how well there'll be there'll be damage. <laughs> I get to this feeling, or I, I feel this overwhelming sense of sorrow almost attempt to come over me. That sounds really dramatic, but I do. Okay, okay we're not. Be, we're not. There's no video. Okay there's no video recording of this podcast of raising equity. There, there, you can't see her, guys, but she's giving me this look right well, now. Well, because God forbid a wave of emotion happen to you and something be dramatic. I don't appreciate that because I'm. You act like I'm some hyper masculine figure that's just don't cry. Don't. That's that's not me. I, I didn't say all that. Okay, but you did. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to have. We're not going to argue like that on this particular episode, but no, I just like, I could feel this overwhelming fear of or this feeling of sorrow come over. And it wasn't for me. It was, I mean, I'm definitely depressed in this pandemic and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That might be par for the course. Um, I'm not like extremely, extremely depressed, but it's, there's a depression going on, but I really feel sorrow for my children and for my boys, because, you know, the one that wants to go out and interact, I want him to do that. And where, okay, so I think this is day 63 for us, for our lockdown, more or less. Okay, two months. It's been epic, right? All right, but let's get back to it kind of thing. And that's where he is. Definitely, let's get back to it. But we've been reading some things in the news, and there's a lot of forecasting and things going on where it's looking like it's just not going to get back to normal. And we I, already know that it's not going to be back to any kind of normal for a long time. And we're making it worse by our actions. Right. And it, it but it just, it, it makes me so sad for them because I've lived a great life. I've done a lot of things. I've traveled experience and I'm now an adult on the back half of my life. Right. Um, for all practical purposes. Um, but they haven't had a chance to do that and they're missing out on some critical time. So the question and the issue is, okay, first of all, move past that because I can't change what I can't change, but how do I ensure that they have good memories, they have substance and they have happiness or when, or when they look back on this point in time, God praying that it's not going to be like this for 10 years or something like that, that they can look back 10 years from now and think about, oh, we were kids and we were pretty carefree and we don't remember this being tough. I think that's maybe successful parenting to me. I hear you. And that's interesting that you would say that. I, I mean, I'm just, Usually we'd be flipped. just thinking through all this stuff and trying to think about what I really want for them. And I just don't want them to feel like they like part of their childhood was robbed or part of, part Aaron, of some t critical time in their life was robbed. Part of their childhood has been robbed part of a critical time of their childhood has been robbed. But I think that's also, that's, that's the wrong perspective to take too, because that's who's to say reality we're, well, well, first of all, we're not in jail or prison or something like that. We have, we, we can go out and we can move around. We're, we're being robbed of social interactions. We're being robbed of this level of and social, you know, but, but we still have things, interactions and activities that are meaningful and we're working to create them. We just have to think about it in a different way. Right. Right. Uh, yes. And mm. developmentally, they're both at the age where peer group becomes central, where we're supposed to become less important and their peer group is to become more important. And I do think there is developmentally, it just remains to be seen what what will be different for them. Kids are resilient. I really do believe they'll be fine. But I think about like kids who live through the depression there's going to, this is going to leave an imprint mm. on them. This is a, significant. I was reading that too. And I just thought about it. I was like, yeah, well, we talk about people being depression, 
kids or, de- you know, yes. depression generate. I'm like, we're going to have a generation that's something like that. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, shit, okay. I think I have enough life experience and interaction and things, social things to pull from in the bank account to, to be good for the, for the most of, you know, for a long time, but for them, they don't have that. There's, there's a shortage, there's a dearth of that. So we just don't have life experience. Yeah. I think about like for, uh, for me, for us, if they're friends that we really want to see, we can appropriately socially distance and see. I haven't really done that tons, but I did just go to do a track workout with a couple friends Mm -hmm. And we we stayed apart and, you know, it's out in the on the track. So we did that. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. I guess we could start to get back to these sorts of things. Yeah. And but I, I guess what I'm saying Bargaining. is we have control over our lives like that. With the kids, it just would be a whole other level of orchestration. Playdates? Like what does that even look like? First of all, my I sons that, I know they're not don't play do dates. No, Sorry. no damn playdates and they will tell you themselves. You're right. Thirteen and ten. Call them playdates. They posse up. Okay. Posse ups. Whatever. How do no, those no ups? <laughs> oh. How do stay, those... stay in your lane, Dr. Banks. I, right. How do <laughs> how do those happen? Like what does that look like? And then I would be so controlling because I'm like, so what adults are going to be there? And then I feel like I'm micromanaging, but I don't trust kids to socially distance properly. Nope. Especially the younger ones. No way. No. Nope. And so then it's like, okay, it's best to just let you play your video games and you all can hoop and holler and do all your things. Well, you can holler, but no hooping. Well, not literally Not hooping. basketball hooping. Yeah. Hoop. We have a kid that went hoop. from basketball hoop to and holler. Hoot. Is it hoot or hoop? I think oh. it's hoot and holler. Okay. We'll have to look that up. All right. These musings <laughs> of like, what is parenting? I, I, I imagine other people are thinking through the same things. Like I thought about it the other day and how privileged we are. Like I think about the class privilege and the education privilege, the, the like job privilege that we can work from home in our jobs. Right. That our kids have the equipment to do their school stuff. Like they're right. complaining about the computer being old, but I'm like, you got a computer. Yeah, dude, just use it. You're good. But just like the fact that there are children who this time will be marked with a lot more stress and strain. The oldest said something the other day. I, he was getting something and I don't, he said something almost like, oh, I should be mindful of this because we might run out or something like that. And that's new for him. Man. To like think about. So I thought, oh, well, that's a good thing this might give him. Like an awareness that things will, that things can deplete. Because think about it. I used to go shopping. The (laughs) fruit bowl was always full. Not no more. Well, it is today. It is today. It won't be for long. It just just came in. just got filled up. I know. Next time they see some cereal, they're not going to know how to act. I think I'm going to stop buying it. I know. we. I, I've stopped getting it. Normally, I'm the one that'll get it. And I gave him a whole speech that first week or so. I was like, look, y'all going to eat up all this cereal. You're ignoring the oatmeal and the other little breakfast stuff that we've got in the frozen, in the freezer. And they had two huge, like, Costco-sized boxes of cereal. They went through them probably about two weeks because that's all Not they, even two weeks, that's Aaron. That's all they ate. Not yeah. even. I was like, dudes, y'all got to find something else to eat. But cereal's not lunch, dinner, food. Absolutely not. And it's total, I mean, it's total crap. It's like not. I like cereal, but. But it's not like fill. Not, it's not substantive. It's not a good, right. It's not a good pandemic food. I mean, if for people that don't want to 
stockpile it and then go out to get it every other week or every week. So that's part of why I got the cashews. I was going to try to make cashew milk. Because oh. supposedly cashew milk is the easiest milk to make without like having to filter it and strain it. But then I was like, we're not buying cereal. I don't have to make cashew milk. Yeah. Y'all, this is... Uh, they can't see you. They can't see your face. Remember? My face is smiling and I'm glowing. I was just going to say, this is this is like since 2007. What? Yeah. The making of the foods. Right, around, from when, there. right around when the oldest was born. Right. And you started making baby food, you know, homemade baby food. And then from there, you food processing and... Do you think that started then? Making your own almond butter. What was it? We made sun, is it almond butter, sunflower, sun, seed, sunflower seed butter. Sunflower seed butter. You've made everything at one point in time, I think. You think? You've made a lot of stuff. And sometimes it's really good. Sunflower seed butter is pretty good. It's a lot of work. Right. So now I just buy it. Right. But, but it yeah. is good because you can like put but your own flavor on it. Let's see what this cashew milk is like. If you've got a good, good recipe and a good process, you'll have to share it with the world. But we'll need cereal. Because we don't just drink milk in this house. The milk gets used for the cereal. How much cashew milk do you think you're going to really make from those? Just a carafe. Of... Oh, really? You can make a whole carafe. Okay. Like, Is it cost effective? Yeah. It's better than buying it over and over and over and over okay. again. It'll be gone in a matter of days. Like grapes. Yeah. Did you notice the grapes didn't last for 24 hours? I had about six grapes. Yeah. The and youngest had zero. You got to move on it. Pandemic. Well, his brother told them that they were there and that he should go get some. but. They were gone. He thought that was a funny joke. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So all that to say, parenting amidst the pandemic is layered. And it's definitely for us shaped by, like I said, layers of, of privilege. And yet the knowledge that both of our children have around like what's happening in the world related to Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, yeah, Nina Pop, Sean Reed. Say their names. We've had some good conversations the last uh, few days. Some of these are still in the queue. I don't know if these won't all might not all be out by time this audio is published because mm-hmm. this is easier to publish. But um, the uh, some good video podcasts coming. We got some good interviews mm-hmm. and. I hope to keep them coming. Thanks for inviting me into uh, your host, your your guest world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you could join me. Out of necessity, perhaps, because I don't know. Can't nobody else come like to the that, house. Right? <laughs> I'm hoping the boys will sit down with me again sometime Exactly. Soon. That's the next logical thing. We're going to get them down again. And actually, we should get them to talk about their feelings. People out there that are listening, what do you think? Shoot us a line. Shoot us a message. At on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, what do you think? Should we, what would you want to hear? What kind of interviews would you want from our kids? Do you have kids that you'd want to hear from, that, that you'd want to submit and offer up for yeah, an we, interview to we talk? Can do, we can do Zoom calls. That would be awesome. That would be great. Yeah, if you Remain have kids creative. and have feels. Oh, maybe with all the graduation stuff, I bet there's some graduating. 2020 graduates that wouldn't mind sharing their thoughts about this yeah oh yeah hmm. not a bad idea so yeah i like it all right well yeah drop us a line if you have thoughts or people that you'd recommend or who'd be down for a zoom call we want to continue to reflect on 
the pandemic and different people's experiences. And the questions I've been asking are, what are you noticing? And what do you want to remember? So share with us your thoughts, your reflections as states start to open up, as lawsuits around opening up swirl. There's just so much going on in our house. We're still, we're still safer at home. Yeah. So all that to say, we'll still be reflecting on the pandemic. And thanks for joining us on Raising Equity. Love you, babe.